We're in a series called Christ Mess, M-E-S-S. And I want to talk to you for a few moments about the mess of the unexpected. The mess of the unexpected. Back in 2006, my family went to Grand Island, Nebraska for Christmas time. My wife's family lives in Grand Island, Nebraska, so we went there to spend Christmas with her family. And it was an extra special Christmas because Tiffany's grandparents actually drove down to Grand Island as well. Uh, that Her grandparents are, are from Wisconsin, and actually her parents are both born and raised in Wisconsin. So they drove down from Wisconsin to spend Christmas with us, and we had a great time. I love the Christmas season. I love everything about it. I love the lights. I, I love the eggnog. I love the Christmas cookies, the desserts. I love exchanging of gifts. I love watching the kids all excited when they receive their presents. I love celebrating the birth of Christ with my family. I just love the, the Christmas season. And we had a great Christmas as a family. We, we celebrated the birth of Christ. We opened gifts. We had a nice Christmas dinner with Tiffany's family. And a day or two later in 2000, 2006, a horrific ice storm hit Grand Island, Nebraska. And Tiffany's parents live in the country, so this ice storm was bad, and the ice was hanging on the power lines, and the next thing you know, it was so unexpected that we lost power out at Tiffany's parents' house. It's Nebraska, it's cold, there's no power. And we've got three kids at the time. Three out of our four kids have been born. Our oldest was about three years old at the time. And then our, our, our middle son was about almost two years old, right at two years old. And then, and then Karis, our baby girl, she was seven months old. So we've got three little kids. It's cold. And I look to my in-laws for guidance on how we're going to navigate this unexpected storm. And they informed me, here's what we're going to do. Put on your sweatpants. Put on your thermal underwear, your long sleeve shirt, your uh, long sleeve sweats. Put, put all all of it on and then wrap yourself in a blanket and we're going to light some candles and stay warm. Come again? We're going to light candles and we're going to stay warm. I said, okay. All right, candles. All right. I, I gave it a try. So we, we put on our long johns, our long sleeve shirts and got, got, got all wrapped up in blankets around the candles. And, you know, about an hour or two later, we're sitting in the house and I'm talking. You know it's bad when you're talking and you can see your breath and you own the inside of the house. How I many you know you got problems right there? And so I began to think, I don't know if I'm going to make it in this house. And so I decided I'm going to go to the hotel in town where they got power. So I go to my in-laws and I make an announcement. We're going to go to town to the hotel. And they kind of looked at me trying to figure me out. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? You're going to leave and pay for a hotel? And I knew they didn't understand me because they're from Wisconsin by way of Germany. I'm from Oklahoma by way of Africa. I'm not staying up in this house any longer. I'm gone. So I got me and Tiffany and our three babies, and we went to the hotel in town. About two hours later, guess who showed up? Oh, yes, they did. <laughs> they showed up and got a hotel room as well. It was an unexpected Christmas. And the Christmas story is filled with many unexpected events. 
And I want to talk to you for a few moments and moments and read the Christmas story, read the events leading up to the Christmas story. In Luke chapter one and verse 26, it says, in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child, with, with, with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the, the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. On this day, Mary received some very unexpected news. And from the life of Mary, I want us to look at two important lessons on dealing with the mess of the unexpected. Two important lessons on dealing with the mess of the unexpected. The first important lesson is this. You should expect the unexpected. You should expect the unexpected. In life, we all deal with the unexpected. The events leading up to the very first Christmas was filled with the unexpected. Mary was a teenage girl. She was around 13 to 16 years old when the angel showed up and she was engaged to be married to Joseph. She, she was planning her wedding, no doubt, like for a lot of ladies, this is one of the most exciting times of her life as she's planning out the wedding and then out of nowhere, an angel shows up with some shocking, almost unbelievable news. You're going to have a baby, Mary, even though you're a virgin. This situation was beyond Mary's control. She did not nominate herself to give birth to Jesus. She wasn't praying to have a baby. She had no warning or foreknowledge that she was chosen to give birth and raise the savior of the world. Mary is one of the few people who have ever lived on planet earth who can actually say these words and they be true. And she could say nobody has ever been through what I've been through. She got pregnant by God, raised a perfect child, watched him die, watched him rise from the dead, watched him ascend into heaven, and then never saw him again. Her life was filled with the unexpected. And one of the things that you can count on in life is the unexpected will happen to you. You can expect the unexpected. And I'm teaching you this because I don't want you to be surprised when the unexpected happens in your life. I don't want you to turn away from God and turn away from church and turn away from the things of God when life is hard. Because it's a fact of life that you will face the unexpected. If you live long enough, you will lose a loved one to death. You are someone you love will get fired from a job. You or someone you know will get some type of sickness or a disease. Someone in your family will have marriage problems. Uh, you will be lied on. You'll be cheated. You'll be stabbed in the back. Life will throw you such curveballs from time to time that you will feel like nobody has ever been through what I am going through. 
Nobody knows the pain and the hurt and the loneliness I'm going through. Nobody has ever made it through the kind of trouble that I am facing in life. But the reality is this. In life, we all deal with the unexpected. There's a second important lesson that we need to learn from this story of Mary and and the leading up to the birth of Christ. And that is your unexpected situation can create confusion. It can create confusion. Notice in Luke chapter 1 and and verse 29, it says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Verse 34, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. Mary was confused. How can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. I don't know if I even want a baby. Why is this happening to me? The thought had to cross Mary's mind. This is going to mess up my plans. I'm I'm planning to get married. I'm planning my future with Joseph. And now I get this unexpected news and it caused her confusion. She was confused about her relationship with Joseph. Scripture says when Joseph found out the news, he was planning on leaving Mary. She was going to raise that child by herself. And Mary has to be thinking, God, why is this happening to me? She's confused. She was confused about the rejection of of family members. Let me remind you, these are just normal human beings just like we are today. And back in those days, there's no doubt that some of Mary's family did not believe that the baby growing inside of her was the son of God. I can only imagine at the family holiday party, some of the family members were whispering to one another, did you hear? Did you hear about Mary? She's pregnant. I knew, I knew it. Girl, I knew it. I knew her and Joseph had been fooling around. I knew it all along. She keeps saying she's a virgin. That girl's got a lying problem. And she's blaming God. Child, Mary needs to stop all of that and just tell the truth. I mean, can you imagine? Confused by the community rejection. I can only imagine the gossip that was circulating around the community. Did you hear about Mary? She's pregnant. She says God got her pregnant. And Joseph believes her I knew Joseph and his family were a little slow and gullible but I didn't think they were this slow I can only imagine confused by the rejection of the community confused that her life was in jeopardy according to the law she could be stoned to death some of you will remember the story in John chapter 8 when the woman was caught in the act of adultery and those men wanted to stone her to death because the law permitted it there's no doubt there was confusing confusing time for Mary Joseph was going to leave her 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 family And community rejected her. And she might get stoned to death. And here's what I know today. Some of you are facing a situation that has brought confusion to your mind. And you're thinking this Christmas season, why did this happen to me? Why am I going through this? Why is this relationship so hard? Why are finances so tight? Why is nothing working out for me? Some of you are thinking today, where is God? 
Why is life so unfair? Confused. And I want to teach you for a few moments three great responses during unexpected seasons. Three great responses when you and I, because we all do face unexpected seasons, three great responses from the life of Mary when we face an unexpected season. The first great response is this, trust God during unexpected seasons. That's hard to do. Trust God during unexpected seasons. As a Christian, as a Christ follower, you have to remember God is with you during your hardest seasons of life. Notice this in Luke chapter 1 and verse 28. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was getting ready to face a long, unexpected season, and she needed to know that God was with her. Joseph was planning to leave her, but God was with her. Some of her family flipped out about her pregnancy, but God was with her. The community shunned her and gossiped about her, but God was with her. She's getting ready to give birth to the savior of the world, trying to get checked into the hotel just to have her baby. And there's no room in the inn. But God was with her. King Herod tried to kill her newborn baby, but God was with her. She faced one unexpected thing after another. And Mary had to remember at the darkest times of her life that God was with her. Just because you're facing an unexpected season doesn't mean that the Lord is not with you. The unexpected season doesn't mean the Lord's not with you. Your unexpected season means you're still breathing. It means welcome to the human race. It means welcome to a fallen world because of Adam and Eve's sin. We all face unexpected seasons. But if you're a Christian, if you're a child of God, God is with you in your season. And because God is with you, God will help you. God helped Mary every step of the way. It was hard. It was, it was tough. But God helped her and God will help you. God will help you. You got to trust God during your unexpected season. And trusting God means letting go and letting God. It means letting go and letting God. Here's what Mary said in Luke chapter 1 and verse 38. She says, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Joseph may leave me. I, I may have to raise this baby by myself. My family may ridicule me. The community may reject me. I might even get stoned to death. But I am the Lord's servant. I'm going to serve God no matter what. I will trust God during this messy season of my life. I am the Lord's servant. And Mary let go and let God Whenever I'm driving my car like you do, it gets a mess with four children and the outside's a mess, the inside's a mess. And I've got my favorite car wash I like to go to when my car is a mess. And 
I pull into the car wash and the gentleman guides me in and tells me to stop when I get my, my park car pulled in. Then they always tell me, neutral. put it in neutral, put it in neutral, take my hands off the steering wheel, don't touch the gas, don't touch the brake. And all of a sudden my car starts going through. And as long as I keep my car in neutral, hands off the steering wheel, don't hit the gas or the brake, that car wash cleans up my messy car. And when you got a mess in your life, it's hard to do, but you got to put your life in neutral and turn your life over to the Lord and let the Lord guide your life. Let the Lord direct your life. You got to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Some of you got to put your car in neutral, put your life in neutral, because listen, things only get more messy when you put your hand on the steering wheel. It only gets more messy. You got to trust God in your messy season. No matter what happens, I am the Lord's servant. And I trust in the Lord. Number two is this. Number two, a second great response during unexpected seasons is find a godly and encouraging friend. I love this about the story of Mary. It says in Luke chapter 1 and verse 39, it says, At that time, Mary got ready and hurried. I want you to see this. When this unexpected hit Mary's life, she immediately found a friend. I love that word, hurried. She didn't let this overwhelming season, this overwhelming, these feelings and these emotions to cause her to isolate herself. The scripture says she hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. I want you to notice Mary didn't wait for a friend to come to her. She pursued a godly friend. You have to have some godly people that you can turn to during a confusing, unexpected season. The scripture goes on to say in verse 41, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. I, I thought about preaching for a little while. You got to get around some people that make your baby leap, but I ain't going to mess with that today. I, I'm, I'm going to move right along. And it says, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy blessed is blessed is she who has believed notice what elizabeth tells mary blessed is she who has believed that the lord will fulfill his promises to her can i tell you what happens mary goes to elizabeth's house scripture actually says she stays there three months and Elizabeth encouraged Mary during her unexpected season. Maybe Mary's running away from all the community talking. Maybe running away from family. Maybe Joseph acting crazy. I don't know what all she was running, but she got herself around some godly, a godly woman, a godly household. Listen, one of the worst mistakes people make when they're going through an unexpected season is they isolate themselves. They get all by themselves. They get into a cocoon. They... They get more and more depressed because they just turn inward and pull away from people. And you have to get around godly people who will encourage you during your unexpected season. That's why we talk about small groups around here a lot. I'm in a small group. I need it. I don't have to be in one. I need to be in one. Because just like you, I go through unexpected seasons. I need some people praying for me and my family encouraging me. And in January, January 28th is our next semester of small groups that will be launching. Some of you need to be an Elizabeth to somebody. In January, would you look in the bulletin and find a small group training and go and love on some people, encourage some people, be a leader?
Some of you just need to find a small group to get to. You've got to get around some people that can encourage you doing your season. Some of you have been pulling away from people. I'm telling you, if you're going to make it through your unexpected season, you need an Elizabeth. You need somebody godly in your life. Number three is this. There's a third great response when you go through an unexpected season, and that is this. Replace worry with worship. And place worry with worship. Notice back in the story, Luke chapter 1, it says in verse 46, Mary responded. Notice her response, her response to this unexpected season. Mary responded, oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. Mary receives this news. I'm going to get pregnant. I'm going to have a baby. There's going to be all types of fallout that happens. But praise the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Mary decided to worship instead of to worry. And when the unexpected comes your way, people's church you got to worship your way through your difficult season not worry your way through a difficult season worry won't change your season it'll just make it worse worry won't make anything better but worship will worship has the power to change your season worship has the power to change your situation worship has the power to change you Worship will change your perspective. It will change your heart. It will, it will cause your burdens and the weights you're carrying to get lighter and lighter. If you will worship your way through instead of worrying your way through, if you will praise your way through, you got to learn to wor worship your way through. I'm talking to somebody. Come on, in all of our locations, some of you are burdened down. This Christmas season has you so worried and stressed out. Let's just take a 10-second praise, babe. Come on, somebody just magnify the Lord. Somebody just worship God right now. God, I'm going to worship my way through. I'm not going to worry my way through. I just worship you. I magnify you. I give you glory today. I praise your holy name. You're God and God all by yourself. I trust you with my life. I turn it over to you and give you the praise and the honor and the glory today. I know some of you are new to church today. You had not been to church in a long time. It's your first time to church ever. We believe there's a real God. We believe that he loves us. We believe as we worship and magnify him, and I know personally, he touches our hearts. He helps us navigate our seasons. Worry begins to lift as we begin to worship our heavenly father. And I want to encourage somebody today who is facing the unexpected. Would you worship your way through instead of worrying your way through? It's the right response to an unexpected season.